0: Second Kings, or uh, yeah, Second Kings, chapter three, and I'm going to read from the Message version today, and I'm just going to jump right in to preach. Is that okay? Is that all right? I'm going to jump on in. Chapter three, verse one. Joram, son of Ahab, he began his rule over Israel and Samaria in the eighteenth year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. He was king for twelve years, and in God's sight, he was a bad king. But he wasn't as bad as his father and mother because to his credit, he destroyed the unseen, the obscene Baal stone that his father had made. But he hung on to the sinful practices of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat. The ones that had corrupted Israel for so long and he, was about, he wasn't about to give them up. Verse 4, King Mesha of Moab, he raised sheep. He gave the king of Israel a 100,000 lambs and another 100,000 rams. And when Ahab died, the king of Moab then rebelled against the king of Israel. So King Joram set out from Samaria and prepared Israel for war. His first move was to send a message to Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. The king of Moab has rebelled against me, he said. Would you join me? And fight him. I'm with you all the way. Said Jehoshaphat. My troops are your troops. My horses are your horses. Which route shall we take? And he replied. He said through the bad lands of Edom. The king of Israel. The king of Judah. And to so the king of Edom. Then started out on what proved to be. A looping detour. After seven days. They had run out of water. For both the army. And and their animals and the king of Israel said bad news God has gotten us three kings out here to dump us into the hand of Moab but Jehoshaphat said well isn't there a prophet of God anywhere around through whom we can consult God and one of the servants of the king of Israel said Elisha the son of Shaphat is around here somewhere. The one who was Elijah's right hand man. So these kings here that we are reading about, not to mention all their armies and their animals found themselves in a desperate situation. They had went seven days in the wilderness and they had no water. And this is a dilemma because water is not a necessity of life. It's not an extra... Uh, 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 or or a luxury. It is necessary to sustain life. We need water. That was a perfect time right there for me to take a drink of water. So the king of Israel, he starts blaming God for their dilemma. But very clearly you can read, if you have any sense, that this was not God's fault. God did not tell the king of Israel to go and to fight Moab. He thought of it all himself. He said, "I'm know who I'm going to call. I'm going to call my buddy Jehoshaphat. And we're going to go through Edom and we're going to talk to that king and we're all going to go fight Moab." You see, the problem that Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom found themselves in is they found themselves with a bad influence. This king was a bad influence. And sometimes the biggest problem we have in our lives is our circle of friends. It's our wrong association with people. It's time for a new season. I want to preach to you today, it's a new season. Tell your neighbor, it's a new season. You need to refine your friendship circle. You need to take a look this year and eliminate all the whiners and all the complainers. You need to sift through all the doubters and all the powders and have a deliverance service in your living room or in your car and you need to deliver yourself from the people with no vision and no passion who spend all their time wallowing in their own self-pity. I got one amen. Come on, somebody. You see, wrong associations can kill you. They'll kill your joy. It'll kill your vision. It'll kill your passion. But most importantly, it'll kill your faith. If it hadn't been for Jehoshaphat, who knew the power that a word from God could do, they would have died in the wilderness. But Jehoshaphat said, hey, wait a minute. Instead of all the gloom and doom and blaming God, let's look for a prophet. Let's look for somebody who who can get in tune with God. You need to surround yourself with these types of people. Because one word from God can change everything. One word from God can take you from dark to light. It can take you from night to day. It can take you from sorrow to joy. So you need to surround yourself with people that would walk a mile or five miles or ten miles with you to hear a word from God because they know that one word from God can change your world. And so what happened when, the, when Elisha came to Jehoshaphat? So Elisha came and he began to pray. And verse 16 tells us, he said, God, this is God's word. He said, dig ditches all over this valley. And here's what will happen. You won't hear the wind. You won't see the rain but this valley is going to fill up with water and your army and your animals will drink their fill. This is easy for God to do. Look, I want to not just preach to you today, but I want to prophesy to you today that somebody in this house, you, your neighbor across the aisle, I don't know who, but somebody is going to take action today on a word of God and you're going to break through your drought And there's going to be a shift in your life and it's going to take you into an abundance and an overflow. And you're going to shift into a new season. This is the word I have for you today and I pray that you'll pay attention. Those of you watching on live stream, pay attention. Share this and tell somebody, hey, pay attention. Let's be doers of the word today, because this could be a day that you break through into a new year. I'm not going to tell you, "Hey, 2023 is your year. You're going to be blessed. You're going to be. This is your year, honey." I'm not telling you that, okay? You prophesy that over your own life, but I'm telling you, I'm going to prophesy that somebody in here is going to make up in their mind. I'm tired of what 2022 did to me. It's a new season, and I'm ready for a new start. I can't tell you that it's going to be rosy days and sunlit valleys, but I can tell you as long. As, long as you walk with Jesus and you surround yourself with people of like minded faith, you are going to make it through the hardest days of your life. I can tell you from personal experience that I have had better days when I've been with people of like minded faith than people that have no clue about the awesomeness and the power of God. When I'm with people of like-minded faith, when I get discouraged, they can lift me up. When I get broken, they can help mend me. But people that don't understand and people that are complaining and people that are backbiters and people that are, 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 are naysayers and all they want to do is gossip and talk negative about the church and about the pastor and about the people of the church, they don't help me at all. And they ain't going to help you at all. So we need to start realizing who we are surrounded with and we need to recognize if they are a help or a hindrance. It's a new season. And it's time that we start making this valley full of ditches. It's not exactly what you want to hear though because ditches are hard work to dig. And they didn't have a big old machine with a big old scoop to start picking it all up, all that dirt. They, had, they didn't even have these big old shovels that we got nowadays. They had to dig with whatever they could find. Sometimes you're not going to have the resources and the tools that you think that you need to do what you need to do. Some of us, we say we can only worship God when we come together on a Sunday morning. And there's music playing and there's singers singing. But let me do something real with you really quick. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. Come on, sing it with me. Lift your voice. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. Sing it again. Then sings, then sings my soul. My savior, God, to thee, how great thou art. tell you what you just did you just did something that most people can't do you just set an atmosphere of praise in your seat right where you're at you didn't need a piano you didn't need an organ you didn't need a praise team all you had to do was lift up your voice and say then sings my soul then sings my spirit how great you are God how awesome you are you may not have a band when you need it the most you may not have a preacher when you need it the most but if you can Set an atmosphere for yourself. God is going to meet you. God will heal you. And God will deliver you. Start digging those ditches. And if you've ever had to dig a ditch, you know it's hard work. It's especially hard when the ground is hard and dry. These men were in the wilderness. It was dry. It was a desert valley. It was a low place. And in this place, in this low, dry, desert place, the word of the Lord said, Dig a ditch. It was hard and slow. It was difficult work and no doubt their hands began to bleed and their backs began to become sore. Their arms began to ache and their their legs began to get heavy and their feet began to become sore. Their thirst was becoming unbearable. And I'm talking to some people right now, you've been in that same place in your life maybe 22 was a, a a dry and a low place for you everything was hard and everything is difficult and it takes a great amount of effort just to get yourself to pray it takes a great amount of effort just to get yourself up and get to church it's a lot just to read your bible and it feels like you're dry and you're empty and your mind is saying what am i doing this is ridiculous and you're having more conversations with the devil than you are with god because the devil's saying hey baby just go back to sleep they'll understand hey just let your mind rest they'll understand hey do you don't have to read today God will understand it's not going to go anywhere it hasn't changed since it was written but that's what's so great about it it hasn't changed since it was written what was said then is still happening now The devil may tell you that it's over and that your dreams are dead and it's not going to happen. Those dreams and visions and prophecies will never come to pass. You may not launch your ministry. You won't see your children saved. You won't start your business. You'll never get out of debt. And when you look at your present circumstances and what you're feeling, you are tempted to agree with him. But somebody needs to make up in your mind that if you're going to hold on to the promise and you're going to hold on to the prophecy and hold on to that dream and that vision, you've got to keep on digging. You've got to keep on digging. There was a fish a few years ago that Disney told us, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. I'm telling you today, just keep digging, just keep digging because one day, sooner or later, you're going to find water. You're going to find what you're looking for. Don't give up because you're just a few more digs away from finding what God is having for you. I know it's hard work and it's difficult and sometimes it doesn't make sense and you don't feel like it, but you've just got to keep on digging. The only way to get through is to keep on moving, to keep on digging, to keep on praising, to keep on praying, to keep on sowing, to keep coming to church, to keep giving to the church, to keep worshiping, to keep praising, to keep seeking out your brothers and sisters and checking on them and praying for them and fellowshipping with one another. You've got to keep moving. You've got to keep moving. What do you do when you're going through a fire? You don't just stop. You keep moving. You get out. You run. When you're going through the Red Sea and the Egyptian army is closing in, you don't just stop. You keep moving. When you're going through the valley of the shadow of death... Keep on moving. What you don't realize is in that low and dry place where you're digging and your hands are starting to bleed and your muscles are aching and you've got dirt in your hair and you've got dirt in your mouth and you've got dirt under your fingernails. You don't realize is is that you're building the landing strip for God's blessing in your life. Come on, I got somebody that agrees with me. I said, all you're doing is you're preparing a place for God to come in and say, hey baby, are you ready for blessings? I've got them. Here's one. Here's another. Come on, you've been praying. Here's something to answer. You've been fasting. Here's something to answer. You've been sowing. Here's something for an answer. When you don't do that, when you're not digging and you're not praising, God can't do anything for you. We've got to keep on digging, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to keep moving. We've got to keep praising. You are creating the capacity to receive a greater glory and a greater power and a greater anointing and a greater blessing than you've ever had in your life. I know that the devil meant it to kill you and I know that he meant to drive you out of the church. He meant to convince you that it was hopeless and it's been hard and it's been dry and you felt like everybody was throwing dirt on you. It wasn't just you trying to dig. They're throwing dirt back in the hole on top of you. You. but i've come to tell you today that it's just a setup because god is getting ready to flip the strip on you and god's getting ready to see the fruit of your labor come to pass god is not unrighteous to forget your labor god is not an unrighteous god he is a righteous god and he will finish in you what he started if you will let him be not weary in well-doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not this is somebody's season it's a new season Elijah said I hear the sound of the abundance of rain he picked it up in his spirit Elijah was going to the edge of a mountain and he was looking towards the sea every day, looking for a sign of rain. And there was nothing every day. A, 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 or he sent his servant. But one day the servant came back and he said, Elijah, there's still nothing but just a small little cloud about the size of a man's hand. And it, I mean, that guy had to have 20-20 vision to be able to see a cloud out in the sky about this size. I don't know what kind of man it was. If it was a big man, a little man. But I'm, gonna, I'm an average size guy. There you go. He said, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. And that was enough for Elijah to say, Hey, I hear the sound of an abundance of of rain. I believe somebody today is going to pick it up in your spirit. I've come today not just to preach to you, but I'm prophesying to you today that your drought is going to be over if you will just begin to sow and you will begin to dig. I'm prophesying to somebody who's been in a spiritual drought. Your drought will break today if you'll keep digging. All you got to do is just dig, dig, dig a little deeper, dig a little deeper. And I know that I'm not talking to everybody but I'm talking to somebody in this house today if you've been in a spiritual drought then this message is for you if you've never been in a spiritual drought this message won't mean anything to you please tell us how you live your life And without spiritual droughts, I go through spiritual droughts. I go through times when I don't hear a word from the Lord. I go through times where I don't want to pray. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to prophesy to people. I don't want to talk to people. Yes, I don't want to talk to people some days. Some days I want to turn my phone off. I don't want to leave my house. I want to close the blinds. I want to hide my truck so people don't know I'm home. And they can't just stop by and say, hey, how's it going? I got a bunch of issues I need to talk to you about. Pastor, has that happened? You wouldn't believe. Pastor, I see you're home. Can I come talk to you? No. Let's go to the church. I have those days. And I'm sorry if that disappoints you as your pastor. But the pedestal you have me on, I'm going to ask you to take me off of it. Because I'm human too. I have spiritual droughts. I have days that I don't feel like playing a piano and singing and and that's something that I love to do but there's been times in my life and in my ministry where it was no longer ministry but it felt like it became a job and I didn't want to do it. And when you're involved in ministry for those of you that are involved in volunteering and ministry and things there's going to be times that you are not going to want to serve and be a volunteer because you feel like you're the one carrying everything. But just keep digging. Just keep digging because I'm telling you if you will keep digging the drought is going to break and in the same place where the enemy said it's over In the same place where the enemy said, I'm going to destroy you, I'm going to destroy your ministry, I'm going to destroy your family, I'm going to destroy your health, I'm going to destroy you financially. In the same place where the devil said, I'm about to end your life, you can say it's going to dry up and you can die. I'm telling you that you're getting ready to tap into a fresh anointing. You are getting ready to tap into something new if you will just keep digging. It's a new season. It's a new season. It's a fresh start. Today is the start of a brand new book in your life called 2023. Keep digging. Job tells us in his 14th chapter, he said, For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth and the stalk thereof die in the ground. Through the scent of water. Just through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth like a plant. Through the scent of water. Not the actual taste of water. Through the scent of water. Have you ever smelled water? You ever smelled that musty, nasty, dirty, moldy, mildewy basement water? Anybody ever have a leak in your basement? And you don't even have to go in your basement. You can smell that something's going on in your basement where your water tank is. It may not be your basement. Maybe it's on your main floor. Maybe you're blessed not to have to go into a scary Michigan basement. The dungeon. But you know what I'm talking about. Or you get by a body of water and you can just smell the water. That's what he's talking about here. He said just through the scent of water, a tree can grow again. I want to preach to you today, but I just feel the need to encourage you that, 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 that if you can catch a scent of water through your digging, if you can't feel it, you can't see it, you can't taste it, but if you can smell it, the scent of water can be in the air if you'll open up your nostrils a scent of breakthrough and miracles and revival and new anointing you 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 may not feel the wind changing you may not see the rain you may not see all this but there is a shift in the atmosphere of your life somebody needs to lift your hands right now and give God praise Come on, if you want to shift in your life, you need to give. I'm not preaching that to you. I'm just telling you. You need to give God praise right now because the glory of the Lord is in. I feel the presence of God in this place. I feel a spirit in this house right now. Somebody needs a blessing right now. If you'll begin to lift your hands and you'll begin to praise God, God's going to do something in you. Somebody in here needs healing. Somebody, you've been praying for your kids. You've been praying for your marriage. You've been praying for your job. Just begin to lift your hands right now and say, thank you, God. This is it. This is my year. I know it's happening. I know it's going to break through this year. I know you're going to work through me. You're going to, yes, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough, but I'm ready to stand in the fight. I'm ready to pick up a shovel. I'm ready to dig a ditch and I'm ready to smell water. I'm ready for something to happen in my life. The devil thought that he would. He could tempt you just to fold your hands and you would quit. He thought you would throw in the towel and give up. He thought that you'd fall apart. He thought that you may have a nervous breakdown and that you'd get angry and bitter and resentful and critical, that you'd sit down and cry and just just pout about everything. But he never counted on you digging a ditch. Ladies and gentlemen, don't give up on digging. Dig a little deeper. Dig a little deeper. You see, the devil doesn't know everything. The devil doesn't know everything that's going on. He thought that you were shallow. He thought your faith was shallow and your praise was shallow. He thought it was just surface and it was just about emotions. But I want to get past emotions in my life when it comes to serving God. I don't want to come into a church where it's all about the emotion and I'm going to get you lifted in the spirit because I'm going to play an emotional song I'm going to sing an emotional song no, I want to come into the house of God and I want to feel His glory when I walk in when I lift my hands I want to feel His power when I shake a hand of a brother I want to feel a blessing I want to feel an anointing that's what I want to get to I want to get past emotion I want to get past just feelings on the outside I want to get down deep in my soul and in my spirit and say God speak to me like never before minister to me like never before I don't want to go back to my past it doesn't need me my future needs me, my family needs me my job needs me, my work needs me, come on somebody people in this town need you they need you to get beyond a surface relationship with God they need to be able to come to you in Walmart they need to be able to come to you on your job and say hey I need healing in my life I'm broken I'm hurting I need you to pray for me and we shouldn't have to say I'll have my prayer group pray for you we should be able to right there say in the name of Jesus be healed in the name of Jesus peace be still that's the kind of power that we should have that's the kind of anointing that we should have I don't want surface pressure. I don't want surface emotion. I want deep down in my gut. I want deep down where I'm praying so hard it begins to hurt. And I want God to just speak to me in that moment. That that pain that was here begins to vanish. Anybody know what I'm talking about when you begin to get into something so much that, that something just kind of back here begins to hurt a little bit? You feel that tension, you feel that pressure. I want that from God, but then all of a sudden when I speak, because listen, God can't work on you if you can't take pain. He can't fix something if it's not broken. He said, Pastor, I don't want to be broken. Some of us need to be broken. Our attitudes need to be broken. Our spirit needs to be broken. Our intentions need to be broken. Our motivations need to be broken. Some of us, we are after the wrong things in life. We're after money. We're after popularity. We're after a legacy. We're after this. Ladies and gentlemen, we should be after the kingdom of God. We should be chasing God. We should be bringing people with us saying, "Hey, come on, come climb a mountain with me," as my cousin would say. And I, I want to go to the. Ki- I want to go to the kingdom of God. I want to see you saved. I want to see your family saved. I, I, I want to get past just Sunday relationships with God. I want to get past having, having just a, a relationship with God when I enter into a building. It doesn't work like that, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't a restaurant where you come and you order what you want. You get fed and you go home. And then, and then you find everything else that you need somewhere else until you come back. We come here to be fed. But then we take what we've been fed and then we go and we serve it to someone else. That's the relationship we need to have. I want to tell you something about my, about my boy Jackson. I'm so proud of that kid, man. This week we had the opportunity to go visit our family in Oregon, and we flew we flew out on on Saturday of last week and we flew home yesterday. And when we were flying out of Chicago last week, it was in the middle of that storm that we had because you know, we're those people that no matter what, we're getting to our family. But as we began to climb off the tar off the the runway, we began to get the wind coming through, and that plane began to tilt and begin to bounce. And we were waiting for those things to come out of the ceiling, you know, that you put over those duck faces that you put over your face, you know, and tighten it before you secure your kids. It was scary. And I always, I always tell people on an airplane, if they're nervous, I'll tell them, and it's, and, and, and I try to be positive to people and to encourage people, and I'll tell them, hey, listen, you're going to be fine. You're going to be all right. And they say, how do you know that? I said, because I'm on this plane. I said, what, are you a pilot? You know, no, I'm not a pilot, but I'm on this plane and you're going to be okay. They say, well, how do you know that? I said, because I serve a God that's not going to let me die in a plane crash. God's not ready to have me come home yet. So you're going to be fine. We're going to make it through. It might get bumpy. But while we were climbing up, it it was a little rough and, 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 jace was on the other side of the aisle with his hands up this is awesome you know he was on a roller coaster everybody around us is laughing at him you know and he's I guess a comic relief jackson kind of had his white knuckles on the armrest there and i look over and he's got his eyes closed and he's just mouthing something and so we got in the air and we got kind of fine and then we got over the plain states and 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 had a little bit of turbulence and and i look over and he had his eyes closed again and, And as we were getting ready to come into Portland to land, we hit a lot more turbulence. And I look over and he's praying. And I took my earbuds out. I kind of got close. And every time we hit a little turbulence, I'd look over and he was praying. And the turbulence would stop. And so this last time as we were coming in, I said, hey, what are you praying? He said, I'm praying peace, be still. He said, I'm praying that God would still the wind. And I'll tell you, in the middle of that flight, I was ready to just break down and cry. And so on our way home, yesterday, we were flying in yesterday, and and we didn't have as much turbulence, but we hit a couple pockets. And I pulled my earbuds out, and I just prayed, peace, be still. In the name of Jesus, calm this wind. Nothing happened. I thought, all right, God, I'm 30,000 feet in the air. I'm as close to you as I'm going to get right now. What am I doing wrong? I look over, and Jackson was like God in the boat, you know, when he was out in all the rough waters when he said, peace be still, and he's just sleeping. Jackson's knocked out. and we get, we get landed. Again, Jace, same thing. This is awesome! Hands in the air as we're coming in for a landing and all the, the people around us are just laughing. The stewardess thought it was the greatest thing ever. And so we get, we get landed and I said, Jackson, how'd you sleep through all that? He said, well, I figured if God could sleep through a storm on an ocean, I could sleep in a plane in some turbulence. And God spoke to me and he said, Austin, it's all about your faith. And I have never felt more convicted in my life. Because the Bible tells us to have the faith of a child. It's all about your faith. You may want to quit right now. You may want to quit in your life and you may want to throw the towel in on your job. You may want to throw the towel in on a relationship or on, uh, 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 with family or with friends or whoever. And I'm telling you, I've got a word for you today. Your season is changing. It's a new season. Give it a new opportunity. Give it a try. Evaluate the relationships of your life. What's pulling you down? What is is poisoning your faith with negativity and with doubt and with hatred and with bitterness? It's filling the hole that you're trying to dig to reach to the water. I'm talking to somebody this morning. God said to tell you that it's coming and it's on its way, but you've got to have faith, you've got to keep digging. The Bible goes on to tell us, It tells us what happened after they began to dig these ditches. God told him, he said, I'm going to give you water. You won't see it coming, but I'm going to give you water. 2 Kings chapter 3 continues on in verse 18. This is easy for God to do. The water began to flow and they begin to have water for their animals. But he said, this is not the only thing I'm going to do for you. He said, I'm going to hand over Moab to you. He said, I'm going to hand everything over to you. You will ravage Moab. You'll knock out its fortifications. You'll level the key villages. You'll clear cut the orchards and clog the springs and litter the cultivated fields with stones. God said not only am I going to give you water but I'm going to give you power. He said I'm going to give you the victory that you have wanted. You know what? You walked into this situation. You walked into this situation on your own. But I'm going to help you through it. That's what's so great about God, ladies and gentlemen. Is you can walk into the darkest of valleys thinking that what you're doing is right, you may have right intentions, and you may think that this is what you're supposed to do, and you get into that place, and it wasn't God that sent you there. It was your own personal ambitions. But then you begin to blame it on God. I'm thankful for a God that has enough mercy on us to say, hey, even when you make a mess of your life, I can still help you. It's a new season. It's a new season. I'm not closing today the way that I thought I was going to close. I just feel from God that we're just going to pray today. I'm going to dismiss you. But I want you to take this to heart today. I want you to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer of the word. Keep digging those ditches because water is going to come forth. Your anointing is going to come forth. Dig a little deeper. Those relationships that have been broken, that have been tattered, dig a little deeper. God can heal relationships. God can heal brokenness. God can heal sickness. It's in his timing. And I'm not going to tell you that, that if you're not healed, it's because you didn't have enough faith. Listen, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you we have to have faith that God's will will be done. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of times, preachers get up and they'll say, you are not healed because you don't have enough faith. I, 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 I don't believe in that because I have seen the most faithful people die of cancer. I have seen the most faithful people die die uh, 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 of a disease that 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 they didn't walk into on their own they had faith they were some of them they were the most some of the most faith filled people that I knew but they had faith in God and God's will and when you have faith in his will you will have victory you will have victory if we have faith in him, Let's stand together this morning. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to be in your house today. I thank you for the blessings that you have given us as a church, as families, as individuals. I thank you for speaking to us when it seems like we don't know where to turn to, we don't know who to turn to. And all we have to do is mention your name and you are there. And you speak to us. You hear our cry, you hear our voices. And so Lord, we're coming before you today. And we're calling on your name. You understand what each and every person is going through. That's in this place. That's watching us by live stream. I only know what I'm going through. I only know what I'm dealing with. I only know the hurt and the bitterness that I've that I've held on to. So I'm going to pray over me. Lord, I pray that you would give me strength to overcome hatred, to overcome bitterness, to overcome jealousy. I pray that you would give me A fresh anointing. That you would let your presence rest in my life. The dirt that people have tried to throw on me. The dirt that I have allowed to accumulate. I pray that you would help me to remove it. And to dig into your love. Dig deeper into your heart. And truly know you for who you are. I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for the blessings. But Lord, I want to know you for who you are. If that takes breaking me, then break me. If that takes some bruises and some cuts, I'm willing to do it because I want to know you. I want to know your love. I want to know your power. I want to know your healing. I want to know your blessings. So do in me, Lord, what you must for me to truly know you and to worship you. I thank you, Lord, for your mercies. I ask that you forgive my heart today. Forgive my mind for the things that are not right and that are not true, for things that I've thought, for things I've said, for things I've heard and I've seen, forgive me. Restore in me a right spirit, oh God, and renew in me your love, your kindness, your patience, your gentleness, your self control. I thank you for it today. I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. It's a new season, ladies and gentlemen. It's a new day. As the songwriter said, a fresh anointing is coming your way. It's a season of power and prosperity. It's a new season coming to you. Amen. Go in God today. Go loving one another. Don't talk away your victory. Don't talk away your power. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. God bless you.